What's going on, everyone? I'm Paul from the Loto High Podcast, and in this week's episode, I sat down with Archers Lacrosse Club midfielder Christian Mazzone to discuss what it was like to play during the PLL Championship Series this summer. Christian and I also talked about the experience of playing in a fully quarantined event, how he was able to play a pivotal role on the best offense in the PLL, and much more. Remember to go follow Christian on Twitter and Instagram, at Chris Mazzone. Now, without further ado, let's get right into it. What's up, everyone? With me today on the Loda High podcast, I have Archers Lacrosse Club midfielder Christian Mazzone. Christian, what's going on, man? Nothing, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Uh, how was your summer during these crazy times? Summer was pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of staying home with my girlfriend, watching movies, getting ready for the PLL bubble. Um, and then we were in, th- in Utah for three weeks, so that Took up a lot of a lot of my summer, and then uh, my girlfriend and I go on a lot of hikes out here. There's so many mountains and stuff to do, so there's a lot of good outdoor activities that keep us busy. Um, and my girlfriend got a cat too, so raising him has been pretty cool. I'm more of a dog person. I got two dogs. My family has two dogs that I grew up with, so a cat is kind of new, but they're they're interesting. I'll say that. What kind of cat? Or what's the cat's name? The cat's name is Iverson, and he's like, I don't know. My girlfriend says he's a Mancoon mix. I, I couldn't tell you what that even means, but I'm just learning now that he's, like, apparently supposed to get, like, pretty big, which I'm not very happy about because, I don't know, a big cat kind of sounds scary, and he's already, like, jumping all over the place. So, and he's only, like, six months old. Um, so I'm like, Jesus, what's this guy going to get into? But we'll see. I've seen I've seen videos of cats that get like almost as big a dog as big as dogs and like people like mistake them for dogs or like even like small like a uh, small wild cats and like they could get pretty big some like a house cat so yeah that's what I'm like scared about I'm like why didn't you tell me this before that's not fair next thing you know you <laughs> got to take them for walks well like today I was like I hear this thud and I just look and this dude just like jumped onto our washer and dryer from the ground. I was like, what the hell is he doing? It's crazy. So um, besides travel to PLO Island, you get to travel, travel anywhere else? Yeah, um, I went home back to New York for a couple of days, um, like two weeks ago, because it was my mom's 60th birthday earlier in August. So I was surprising her. And then I'm actually going um, I'm flying to Baltimore in a couple of weeks for my oldest brother's wedding. Um, and then my girlfriend and I are actually going to Mexico right from there. Cause that's originally where the wedding was supposed to be, but it all got canceled because of coronavirus. Um, but we're still taking the, uh, the free trip. So we're looking forward to that. That sounds fun. A little fun this song. Yeah. Um, so, uh, during quarantine or, so, uh, during your summer, did you get to watch any new TV shows or movies? We started the quarantine. I watched all of Mad Men. Uh, I hadn't seen it before. And so I watched all of that. That was pretty good. Um, I've been watching a lot of stuff. I watched like Little Dickie's new show. That was pretty dope. The one on Hulu? Um, yeah. I forget. It's just called Dickie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, watched yeah. An ep- I watched an episode of it. It was pretty funny. I watched like the entire thing in like two days. It was actually hilarious. Probably the funniest show I've ever seen. Um, the show Search Party on on HBO Max. I've watched a lot of things. I'm a big H. I'm a big TV show guy, and HBO is my main platform. Yeah, I'm a big HBO guy too. Uh, I watched all of Entourage during quarantine, and there you then go. I'm starting. I'm in the middle of Sopranos, so it's really good. 
So I really yeah, I'm, I'm a big I'm not the binge on Sopranos. That's insane. Uh, what about like on the Netflix side? You get to watch like Ozark or any of those shows? Yeah, we've seen we've we watched season three of Ozark. I, I was caught up with one and two, so season three like released during the during the pandemic. So we watched that pretty quickly. Um, and then my girlfriend watches like a bunch of like cooking shows and stuff like that that are always on the background. Um, she's actually been binging Vampire Diaries, which is the most ridiculous show I've ever seen in my life. Just a, a true like soap opera. It's actually crazy. <laughs> uh, you a big NBA guy or NHL guy? You keeping up with those? Yeah, a- NBA. I, I, I can't. I'm not an NHL fan. I always tell everyone I can't see the puck, so. I don't watch too much of NHL, but NBA is definitely my, my major sport that I watch. I've been watching all the playoffs. I'm like, cra- that's crazy about the whole, uh, I'm watching the Heat Bucks series. I, yeah, I'm, playing, I'm pretty sure they're playing tonight, right? Yeah, they, Giannis is out though, so the Heat should probably wrap them up pretty quick. But yeah. that's been a good series. I've, I've liked watching the Heat a lot. They're really fun. They just keep moving off ball and stuff. Very, it's like almost kind of watching like small, uh, like like kind of pick up lacrosse in a sense yeah. because there's so much. It's like so fast paced, and like everyone's like it's cutting. There's not like a lot of, I guess you could say like dribbling is dot. Like you know what I mean? Like trying to like yeah. go down. So it's it's similar. So that's why I started like getting into basketball during the quarantine. I usually wasn't big in basketball, but like I found some stuff that I can use in lacrosse from basketball that like could help make my game a lot bigger. Do you, do you think you could relate to that? Yeah, I played basketball growing up. That was like, honestly, probably my favorite sport. Like that was a sport I was always in the backyard playing like just by myself. And um, yeah, definitely like relates to lacrosse with all like, you know, especially now with the, like the two man game that's big in lacrosse, like pick and rolls, obviously mm-hmm. in basketball. And whenever I get like, cause I coach out in Washington and, you get a lot of kids that kind of are just picking up lacrosse for the first time. If they're a basketball player, I just try to relate everything to basketball, like defensive footwork, defensive technique, like two-man game, like I said, Um, because I just think there's so many similarities. And it just is easier to pick it up in a basketball sense because you're not worried about your stick and stuff like that. But, yeah, definitely I think basketball and lacrosse is a good crossover sport for uh, athletes coming up. That's very true. Um, let's start off with a couple basic questions. Where are you from, Christian? I am from Stony Brook, New York. Uh, I went to Ward Melville High School. Um, when did you first start getting into lacrosse? I, probably like around third grade was when I first started playing organized lacrosse. But um, I come from a, a big lacrosse family. My dad um he was a goalie growing up he actually played at Penn for a couple years then I have um two older brothers an older sister and a younger brother everyone played lacrosse so it was always you know in my DNA to be a lacrosse player we were playing in the backyard um before I started playing organized lacrosse but uh yeah I think third grade is when I first started playing on my first team uh who are some guys you looked up uh, looked up to when you were playing yeah, so I, I like didn't I guess I didn't really watch too much lacrosse growing up. Uh, I don't know if maybe it wasn't like available or I was probably playing lacrosse when most of the games were on. But like Ward Melville lacrosse is like the sport there, so I remember going to my brother's games, um, and like I guess they were kind of my idols, you know, the Ward Melville lacrosse players. And then I, 
Um, my brother, Kenny, my oldest brother went to Siena college and he was there when I was like still in elementary school, like fifth, sixth grade. So I would always go to his games with my dad. Um, so I guess they were kind of my, the guys I watched, but I didn't have any like idols that I really looked up to, like, you know, the Mikey Powell answer or something like that. But I, I think it was just kind of the guys, uh, that my brother played with him. And then obviously my brother too, he was, he was a big role model for me. I like even now, like Ward Melville still has like 12, 13 kids that are going to play like every single year that go play division one. So, and they usually win, uh, class A every single year. So they're yeah, very, best, best high school program in the country. That is true. That is very true. Where, where, your, what high school do you go to? I go to Scarsdale high school in Westchester. Okay. So where, uh, yeah. We're, we play with, we play in like the same areas like Yorktown, John Jay. Yeah. What class? class we're class A. Class A. Okay, cool. So yeah, maybe one day you can meet Melville in the, it's usually not the final when we play Westchester. It's, it's usually semifinals. Right. Yeah. yeah. Semifinals then. Cause that's how, cause I think it's always Long Island's either section eight or section 11 that we play in the semifinals and then finals. It's usually like a downstate and then an upstate guy. Yeah. We played Shenandoah at my, my senior year in the semis. Uh, how'd you guys do? We won. We beat them 13 to six. I think they had a, uh, What's his name? Um, Scott Moore's kid on the team. Oh. I can't remember his first name. Kyle? Yeah, Kyle Moore. He's a very good player. Yeah, he was like their – one of their only, like, legit guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, did, you, uh, did you win any state championships when you were at Ward Bravo? Yeah, my senior year we went um, undefeated and we won the state championship, and it was, like, the first one in, like, 13 years. Uh, Melville was kind of on a drought. So it was a really cool experience. And I grew up playing lacrosse. Like, I never played travel or anything. I just played with – it was called Three Village Lacrosse, and it was pretty much like Ward Melville's youth program. So the guys I played with in fourth grade, we won state championship with senior year. So it was cool to kind of grow up and, and kind of everything come full circle like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, on your regular season schedule, did you guys play a lot of the Catholic teams, like Chaminade and St. Anthony's? No, it was a little different back then. Like, they changed up, like, the conferences a little on the island, and I think they changed how many non-league games you could have. So back then you could only have two non-league games, and we played Garden City and Garnet Valley, which is like a uh, was a team from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So we didn't play Chaminade or St. Anthony's, unfortunately. That would have been cool. Yeah, um, but there's still so many good teams that were in Suffolk County, yeah. like both Smithtowns, uh, yeah. Shoreham, Wading River, uh, Mount Sinai, all a good program. Did you play Chris Gray in high school? Um, I think he's just too young for me. Uh, I, I think he probably was just like in like sixth or seventh grade. Um, yeah. The best, the best team we played was Garden City. They had Gutterding was a, a senior that year. They were pretty loaded. That was a, that was a sick game. Yeah, Garden City, Garden City usually wins in Class B for this. Uh, they always have like a big, uh, the Long Island matchup in Nassau is uh, yeah. them versus Manhasset. They have the regular season, the Woodstick, and then they have they usually play each other. Uh, yeah, I always I always wish that New York would do what New Jersey does, the tournament champions. Because I mean, it's cool winning Class A and stuff, but it would be awesome if there was like something else at the end where the because I think there's even a Class D champion now, so mm-hmm. all five of them with the private school. They could have some sort of tournament. That'd be pretty cool, but I just don't think it's uh, like logistically makes sense. 
Yeah, like the top two of each class, like playing like a round robin tournament. That'd be actually yeah. kind of cool because you get all you get like the Catholic schools, you get class B and class C and class D. That's a lot of that's like a lot of talent. And usually, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, usually whoever wins any of the class, whether it's A, B, C, or D, is usually top twenty five in the country. So that'd be pretty it'd yeah. be very good matchups. Yeah. So uh, you said you played at Ward Melville High School. Uh, where'd you play in college? I played at Rutgers University. Um, I graduated there in 2018. Uh, how was your experience there? It was awesome. So, um, like I told you earlier, my brother played at Siena. And uh, Coach Brecht, who coaches at Rutgers now, was the coach at Siena then. So, I kind of met him when I was, like, younger, just at, like, tailgates and stuff. Um, and then Rutgers kind of came into the fold a little bit later during the recruiting process. But... Once I visited there, I knew it was the right spot for me, and, and my experience there was was amazing. It was a, I really grew up as a lacrosse player and a person, so I'm grateful for uh, going to Rutgers. And you got to play with Jules Henningberg, right? Yeah, me and Jules were roommates, good friends for two years. I'm actually a year older than him because I redshirted, so um, I was in, living in a different house before, and then I, I went with them because they were – kind of my grade now because of the red shirt so I got to get pretty close with Jules that's pretty cool and he's a great player so he must have been awesome on the, uh, to play with on the field as well yeah he taught me a lot in terms of like putting in the extra work to improve your game and watching film and seeing stuff that he sees so I'm lucky that I was able to you know get to room with him and it really helped me as a lacrosse player that's awesome so in 2018 the uh, PLL starts and a bunch of players switch over from MLL to PLL. Uh, you decided to stay an extra year in the MLL. How come? Didn't have the option to go to the PLL. Oh. That's really, uh, yeah, that's the only reason. Um, so I got drafted in 2018 by the Ohio Machine. And that year, I just, they never, like, played me. Like, they never activated me, I guess. Um, so I just never, I kind of just got lost, I guess. Um, and then everyone left, so that left a lot of spots open, obviously. And then the machine actually, like, disbanded, and the league um, got rid of them and, and the Charlotte Hounds. So they did kind of like a, I guess, a entry player, like whatever the, the players that were on that team, they went into this draft, and the, the remaining teams drafted from that player pool. And the Atlanta Blaze picked me up. Had a great season with them. It was a great team. Uh, we had a pretty devastating loss in the semifinals. Um, but uh, my experience there was awesome, and it really helped me in terms of uh, my style of play as a professional player. Um, so in 2019, you hear about uh, the PLL is going to do an entry draft, and you decided to uh, you decided like to almost enlist yourself in it. Uh, what were some of the big reasons you decided to switch over? So when I joined the MLL, or didn't join, but that year when I was going to play with the Blaze, my thought process going into training camp was, like, perform in the MLL and then go to the PLL. So my, my goal was always to make it to the PLL. Um, I kind of viewed the MLL as, like, a minor league type of situation where, you know, we see it all the time. People in the G League in NBA, they get pulled up. That's pretty much what I was, like, thinking about. Um, and luckily I did well in the MLL. I got on the, on the radar of the PLL, got into the entry draft, thankfully got picked and the rest is history. So, 
Um, were you happy that you got to go to the archers? Yeah, I was like doing a lot of research on on rosters before, and was trying to like see certain teams on rosters that I thought I could fit in. Uh, you know, they needed like a midfielder that could go both ways, um, and I thought the archers were a great fit. And I spoke to Coach Bates probably like a month or so before the entry draft, and he was the only one um, who really called me about the draft. So I was obviously I knew he was interested. And I was really excited, and I was just happy that they finally – they were the team that picked me, and uh, it was a great experience with them in the PLO bubble. So, um, When you first found out that the PLO was going to do a quarantine season after they said they were going to postpone for a little while, uh, what were some of your initial thoughts? Yeah, I, I can't remember, like, when we first heard about it. It was, like, a couple months or so beforehand. Um but I was just pumped to be able to do something like, and be able to have some sort of a season. And it was a really cool like style. Like it's obviously different than any other season. Um, And probably something we're not, hopefully not going to have to experience again for the PLL. Um, So I was just happy that we were going to be able to get to play some lacrosse. And then I was just blown away by the amount of, you know, effort and meticulous planning that it went into to actually execute this. And then when we were in the bubble, I mean, everything went flawlessly. So there was no problems there. Um, the operations team did an amazing job and felt safe, safer than ever. Um, so I'm just really happy that the PLL was able to do that for us. Um, how were the first 24 to 48 hours when you first got into the bubble? They were pretty boring, I'll be honest. Um, we got there. So I took it was like a two hour flight for me, so it wasn't too bad. And we we got there, we took a a COVID test right away, and went right to our rooms. Um, and my roommate was Josh Courier, and he's coming from Canada, so he wasn't there for a little bit. So I had the room to myself for a while, which is always good. Um, and then when he got there, we just hung out. It was like probably took us like total like thirty hours or so before we got the test. Um, And then we were actually the first team to get the full results out. So we got to get out of there first, which was good. But it wasn't too bad. Just had to keep yourself busy, watch some TV, you know. You big video game guy? Um, I'm not the biggest video game guy. I, my friends always joke with me because I played, I used to play NCAA football on Xbox 360. Like that was the only game I played. Um, absolutely legendary game. Probably best game ever made, honestly. I've been playing that but, a lot. I've been playing that a lot during quarantine, so I can attest yeah, to that. Yeah, I would just create dynasties everywhere. So um, that was my big thing, but I don't have the game anymore. Um, I've been playing 2K more because I have an Xbox One now. But, like, I'm not – I've never been good at, like, gun games and stuff like that. I just – I don't know. I don't have the hand-eye coordination or something. Yeah, same here. I mean, I was playing – I did the same thing. I was doing Road to Glory. I did, like, yeah. five seasons. I did one at, like, Maryland, one at Notre Dame. It was super fun. But, like, I'd always, like, have, like, crazy seasons, and I was never able to win the Heisman. It was – it didn't really didn't really make sense. So, so – I, I, w- I never was into, like, the road to glory. I would always go to, like – like, I would – I remember I did, like, a UNLV franchise, and then, like, you could, like, realign them. So I put them in the Pac-12, stuff like that. So yeah, I was all about the team. Yeah. I moved. I moved Maryland back to the Big Ten. I moved Maryland to the Big Ten. I brought. I think I brought Syracuse to the Big East instead of at the ACC. 
Because yeah. I feel like Syracuse would do so much better if they were in the Big East than the ACC. But, I know. I need, a, I need an NCAA football game, like an updated one. That would be so sweet. I think five years, maybe there's going to be a new one. So hopefully it's, better. it's, it's a lot better. I'll be all over it. So um, what were some things you first noticed when you started playing uh, with your teammates with the, uh, with the archers? Um, the chemistry is crazy. Um, like, obviously, as a new player, you're always trying to fit in. Like, you want to, you're trying to find your footing, see where you fit in in the offense and stuff like that. But it was really easy with this group. Um, we kind of have our, our set. Like, it's pretty simple. Like, we have Will and Marcus on sides, Granite X. Tom as the quarterback up top, you know, working in two-man games and stuff like that. Um, so it was easy to kind of just work off those guys. And that's kind of my game, you know, attacking short sticks and then just constantly moving off ball. So that was pretty easy um, to kind of fit in seamlessly. And then on the defensive side, the communication and, and the leadership from Coach Rush um, is amazing. And it makes it really easy for me, like, if I get beat, I got like five guys telling me where to go. So it doesn't make it hard to recover or anything like that. Um, so it was a great group and uh, I'm really excited about the team we have and, and the chemistry that we're building. Um, were you surprised? Uh, were I'm not surprised. Were you um, almost like amazed when you started, first started playing with Grant Amet and you saw how like, how much of a, like how great his vision was? Yeah, he's so skilled and he has such amazing vision. It's, uh, you just got to, keep moving for them. Um, you know, I played with Jules in, in college, so they're kind of similar, I guess. I think Jules is a little bit more of a goal scorer than Grant is, but they both definitely have that vision. So I'm used to it a little bit. But, yeah, just building that chemistry. Um, I think Grant and I build a little bit. We had a couple of, goal, um, you know, link-ups there. I think we had – he had two assists to me or something like that. But yeah, just having that type of player at X and then Tom up top, it's it's honestly amazing. You gotta have your stick up all the time. Oh, I saw on Drew Brees' Instagram, he uh, uh, like reposted the uh, Granny uh, BTB assist to Schreiber with like two seconds. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I yeah, thought I it was, I I was pretty. I was pretty cool. I'm trying to. Drew Brees is a PLL Archers fan. It seems he's got to go on record and, and say it. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. I saw that like two days ago. So, you know, that's cool. He's getting like you guys are getting a lot of that clout, especially from one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, it's cool to have people like that, you know, involved in the PLL. It's it's awesome, and there's, it's awesome yeah. for the sport. There's like him. There's uh, the rapper Method Man who like created your own anthem, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he's a Long Island guy. So there's some connection. That was pre- I listened to that a couple times. I like that. That's very. It gives me get, like. The adrenaline, I get for, a lot of, yeah. For a lacrosse wrap, I think that's probably the best you're going to get. So That's true. What was your favorite play that you had or one of your teammates had during the championship series? I think the play that – I've never been, like, amazed on a lacrosse field too much. But the, the Ryan Ambler game winner in overtime, like, I was, like, really in awe. I, I, I was saying, like – it kind of like slowed down like the movie click like that's just like what it was because I kind of had a perfect like eye level view from the sideline and I just like remember Grant throwing it and then and seeing Ambler just stick his stick out and then just obviously it hit in the back of the net I was just like holy cow that was nuts um and we rushed the field so that was awesome and then I think Tom's game tire in that game also was pretty insane 
he wasn't having like his best game in, in Tom Schreiber standards, and he just stepped up in the biggest moment and scored the goal. And I mean, when you're a player of Tom's caliber, like that's what really separates you from being one of the greats is showing up in big time moments like that. So it was pretty cool, pretty cool to see like a primetime player make a clutch moment like that, especially when we needed it. Captain America, man. I mean, you saw it in, yeah. the, in the world games. He was able to, he, he like rose up to the occasion. So have you learned a lot from playing with him? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Like you just, you grow up and you hear these names and then you just play against them. And then, it, I mean, really they're just one of your teammates now. Um, obviously he has different skills and, than most people I've ever played with, but we're both on the same field together. Right. So we mm-hmm. both have a job to do. Um, and obviously he's going to be the main ball carrier, but my job is to get him open with picks or get open for him off ball. Um, so we're just continuing to build that chemistry and uh, I'm looking forward to having some more um, successful, you know, plays with him next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my final question for today, uh, what do you look forward to most uh, next year with playing for the Archers? Hopefully winning a championship. Um, I hate to lose and I hate that the Web Snakes have won both PLL championships. That's pretty, uh, what's the right word? I don't know. Just pretty annoying, I guess. So, um, and I think the archers have the capability to do that. Um, there's no reason why we can't, we just kind of got to put it all together. Um, I think we need to continue building the chemistry, both on field and off field. And then just playing a full 48 minutes, um, you know, we've, we've played great lacrosse at times, but I think a big theme during the PLL series was, you know, we kind of let teams either back in or we kind of got off to a slow start. So if we could sustain that, that high level of play for a full 48 minutes, um, obviously it will be harder next season with it being a long season, hopefully. But I think that will be huge for us going into playoffs when uh, when it happens. Uh, who do you think on your team is like a big underdog or like people like really sleep on, don't like give him as much credit as he deserves? Um, I think Ambler is a great midfielder. Um, you know, I think he played attack in college, so he's got attack level skill, but he also does like all the little things like if you see a guy coming off – off ball, like he's probably the one sending the pick. He's in a lot of two man game with with Schreiber, so he's he's really underrated on the offensive end. And then th- I think defensively, our short stick teammates are are some of the best I've ever played against um, in practice. In Mark McNeil, Dominique, and Tyler Fister, they're they're locked down, and they really allow our defense to do what they do, which is play team defense because you need shorties that you could rely on to do that. Um, and I think Matt McMahon doesn't get enough credit for being the number one defender. Um, I mean, he's usually guarding the best guy unless it's some specific matchup, but not only is he a great on ball defender, he's really good off ball and he's kind of like the team vocal leader telling people where to be. So um, I don't think he gets enough credit for the type of player he is. Hey, he led the league and caused turnovers. So yeah, I know. So he's a big. I think he's one of the big names to watch on the f- on the on the field next year defensively. Him and you have two great goalies that you could like chain Drew Adams and who's your other goalie? Adam Gittleman, yeah, yeah, yeah both so, very good. 
So you got a good chemistry with that. And then you have Bones Kelly and uh, Brendan Fowler, two solid face-off guys. So you guys could really, like, work. I like about the Arches that you guys can work, like, interchangeably with anything. You're almost like a almost a free-flowing team that, like, if anything, like, anything phases you guys, you guys are able to, like, change and, like, adapt. So I think that's really good, especially with all the players and, like, all the weapons you have on offense and especially like all the talent you have on defense, even with Scotty Radliff, he's like a, he's just a short, he's just a long pull that can play offense too. So he's one of my favorite players to watch as well, since he's so versatile with his long pull. Yeah. We're, we're able to like adjust based on, you know, if it's bones or Fowler, who's ever got the hot hand, you know, and we trust both of them. Same thing with Gitz and, and DA and net. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, like we're, we have some more of the versatility with Ratliff. Um, you know, pushing transition and stuff like that. Uh, all around, I mean, the Archers are a great team. We just got to put it together like the Whip Snakes do and play that full 48 minutes, but there's no reason why we can't. So I wish we had a, a season, you know, coming up in a month or so, but we'll have to wait till next summer. Archers to beat, team, team in 2021 to beat Archers, uh, Archers Lacrosse Club. I don't, I'm, I'm with it. I think you guys have it for next year. I'm going to be ready yeah. for you guys. You know, it's it was had some new guys that we had to build in, and in three weeks, one being myself, and then Grant, obviously. So, a little like obviously, there's a little you know bumps in the road, I guess, with that stuff, adding new players. But I think the three weeks in Utah will be great for us next year because we really, you know, grew our team chemistry on and off the field. Um, and now we're we're not like getting to know each other anymore. We obviously we know each other, we know how each other play, so we'll be able to hit the ground running in 2021. Um, and hopefully, I don't know if the trophy has a name, but lift that trophy. I know, I know. I'm uh, I'm supporting you guys. Thanks so much, Christian, for coming on. Um, I hope next year you have a very good season, just like you did, uh, just like you did this year in PLL Island. Uh, I look forward to watching you play. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it, man. All right, I'll see you later.